Welcome to the Revolt Gaming Podcast. That's right, we changed our name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not only do we want to change our name, just have a better brand, but also we changed our name because uh, turns out there's lots of still loading. So, yeah. My, uh, my friends and I in middle school, not as original as I was hoping. Um, but, you know, it's been like 15 years. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No such thing as an original thought anymore. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to Revolt Gaming Podcast, where we talk about the decline of everything, but mostly video games. My name is Aiden. And I'm Matt. And uh, today we've got a, a wide range of topics, but I think it, it all kind of boils down to graphics. Are graphics really that fucking big of a deal? Um, if you've listened so far, you know that I've said many different times, like, no, dial them back. I don't fucking care. Mm. Um, but I think just saying that, it's easy to say yes or no. So we're going to do a little bit of deep dive on that and talk about that. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get started? I have a few things, so I figure I'll give you a chance first. Um, I don't think so. Uh, I'm pretty much in the same spot that I've been in for a while, so... Okay. Well, I have bad news. Lots of bad news, mostly. Excellent. Feed me. Um, uh, so the first thing is, I already told you this, but the viewers need to know, the, the next Witcher game, it's a card game so far. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's the super secret Witcher project they were talking about a few months ago. I hope it's not, but they did just release like a, car- a Gwent trading card game, basically. It's like you can download it. I haven't played it yet. It might not suck. I don't know um, if it's anything like the mainstream like Gwent card game. I have no interest because that's one thing that became less fun. Um, it just became like a Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh. Like basically, you just build a deck, lets you flow through your deck as much as possible and do the thing, and you win. That's how you play the game. Um, I prefer the the game in the in the game. You know, that's uh, strategy based. So. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I know we joked about it, but like I, I actually laughed when it was announced because I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> no, I updated my will. We're good. <laughs> um, speaking of bad news, more and more, um, there's this company called Polium. Okay. And apparently, well, first things first, their logo, they stole from the GameCube. Like they literally took the GameCube logo and just flipped it upside down, basically. And they're like, look, it's our logo. Oh. Um, and there were several tweets where people called them out for this and they were like, uh, no, we put more effort into it than that. And then one of them, I can't remember how they worded it, but like they basically admitted they stole it from GameCube. Mm. But we're like, no, we modified it though. Oh, so. And I was like, great. Um, I don't remember the exact tweet, but like I remember that's basically what it said. Um, Polium's creating a machine that's basically all about NFTs. Those lovely things are going around the world now. Um, hmm. Basically, what the it, it's kind of functioned similar to the Steam store um, in concept, where like you basically just have a catalog of games that you buy that adds to your home version of it, um, similar to Steam. Um, but the whole thing with this is that like I believe there's an active pres- uh, subscription you have to have to keep it up, um, as well as they literally on their controller has a wallet button where it's like, oh, you can buy DLC with oh, this. Oh no! You can way. buy this if you want. You can buy that if you want. Like they literally have a fast action to your wallet. To just try and sell as much microtransactions as possible. <laughs> that makes me think, uh, did you ever see the memes that went around mm-hmm. a few years ago? Uh, it said the new Microsoft controller, and it literally just had a spot to insert your card in the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like that. And wow. the shady thing about that is just the concept of it. But then um, they will not tell anyone what the specs of this like console they're making is, basically. Like, their, their special Polium console. They won't tell anyone the specs about it. What? But creators are absolutely open. What? So okay, so you don't know the product you're getting. Yeah. So it could it could underperform, like say a Switch, and people are still paying. Like, are people actually buying this? 
I don't know. I, I don't know how much people are taking it seriously. Um, I know Polyam's not happy with the feedback they're getting so far. Um, but it just... We have to put a stop to this. Yeah. The, the community as a whole cannot allow this to happen. Because this is going to be just like DLC was. We didn't think much of it, and then it becomes a thing, and everyone's doing it. We have to put a stop to this. We cannot allow this to be a thing. So is this a dangerous precedent alert? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I, I would say, honestly, you should start doing that on DLC even. Like, so, something triggered in my brain the other day that mm -hmm. like really annoyed me mm -hmm. was I saw something, um, like PlayStation has sales all the time, mm -hmm. and I was looking through the sales, and I was like... Uh, there's so many things that say like such and such game complete edition and like that phrasing annoys me because i'm like why wasn't it complete to fucking begin with mm -hmm. um I, I just hate that phrasing complete edition yeah you mean with all the shit that i should have got when i paid 60 goddamn dollars for it yeah um so we we have to put this off to this like don't don't support things like this don't support nfts um don't support a whole machine dedicated to selling you dlc basically um and honestly, you should, it'll really put a wrinkle in the gaming uh, industry, but like stop buying games if they're not finished. Like wait a few months, make it where they release a game that they don't make as much money as they want to. And they start to realize like, maybe we should fucking complete the game. I don't know. Yeah, maybe do the, the job. Yeah. The job that I'm paid for. Like I, the problem is like that there is a part of, Part of the gaming community that is to blame for this yeah and that's the people that push deadlines so if i had a caveat to add to that it would be have patience mm -hmm. like i i don't think there's ever been a day one experience for me that that has been monumental enough to not warrant like well i could have waited a week for this when the bugs were fixed or i could have waited yeah a month for this when the price drops like i don't understand the me first thing about yeah. it so uh, square this is a game coming out this year called poor spoken mm -hmm. um and it looks very shiny is all i can say about it i don't know if it looks cool or not yet um there's a lot of particle effects but um that game has been delayed like two or three times because Good. it's just not ready um, and people are fucking throwing a bitch fit about it and like calling square enix like a bunch of cowards and being like oh they're just doing it to try and boost their numbers or like whatever and it's like no they're just not releasing a shitty product yeah, they stand by it, no matter how good, no matter how bad. Square Enix is a great company. Yeah, it's one of the only companies that has integrity left. Um, integrity. Th there are some parts of it that... I, I don't know if I would say, like, it. I agree with it, because there's small parts of the company. Like, um, I talked about this on Twitter. I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. There is a, uh, a Final Fantasy game that came out a while ago. Um, it's uh, not great, honestly. It's really not great. Okay. Um, the dialogue is cringy as hell. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, it's basically a retelling of Final Fantasy 1. You did talk about this a little bit, I think. Yeah, so they, they managed to take the concept of Final Fantasy 1, which is already like a vague story, like for being honest. like It's a vague premise. Mm -hmm. And they managed to make it even more vague in this game, to where it's just like, if I didn't play Final Fantasy 1 when I was younger, I don't know if I'd know what the fuck was happening. <laughs> Um, but I'm able to fill in the gaps, so I'm like, okay, but I know why they're doing this. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of like pushing that project to like another company and like as a little side project, but still releasing the Square Enix logo. Like, yeah, maybe I don't agree with that. I wish more care would have been put into it. Um, there's something that a lot of people are talking about with uh, 
the Kingdom Hearts games were released on Switch recently, and people are bitching about the fact that they are cloud ports, which cloud ports suck. They do. Um, but I think another thing you have to look at with that is that like, a Switch is not a powerful console. Like Nintendo's no. generally about two or three generations behind everyone else. They're mm-hmm. basically pushing a PS3 at this point. Like That's what their Switch is, is a PS3, um, without the hardware of a PS3. <laughs> um, and so I really think that with the updated Kingdom Hearts graphics that they did with like the versions that are out now, like I think a cloud board's probably the best way to do that, because at least that way you don't have to worry about the Switch running it fully on its specs. You have like kind of like a, well, yeah, you have to download it from the internet or like kind of stream it, basically, but... You're not fully mm. relying on the Switch to run it by itself, basically. Well, it's not a... I mean, size is relative with technology, especially nowadays, but there's not a lot of hardware to a Switch. Yeah. It's basically a big-ass smartphone. Like, yeah. Uh, everything is truly onboard and not dedicated. So, I mean, that's... You got to take the good with the bad, though. Like the portability factor—that's what people wanted. Yeah, with a cloud port, you can't really. I get it. You're losing the portability option because you mm-hmm. have to have a Wi-Fi connection to play it. Which it, yeah, that's. I'm on people's side with that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I don't think you should point all the blame at Square Enix. You got to point it towards Nintendo too. Like make a better console, maybe. Um, yeah, they won't. Like the one time they tried, that they were way way ahead of the game. Um, I feel like GameCube was on par with the PS2. I would agree with that. Uh, the Wii, with its motion control, I believe I talked about this in like episode one or two. Possibly. Uh, Wii's motion control, when it came from Japan in, in its inception, uh, was insanely good. Like, totally like perfect almost. But the investors and nintendo said that this won't sell this is too this is too controlled so they had to dumb down the motion control yeah. to what we have now but the the original setup was way cleaner like mm-hmm. motion for motion control which is awesome but i think since then they've got gun shy about like spearheading stuff so they've gone to how can i put this like like i was saying before with portability for the switch um it was kind of a marriage between their console and their handhelds which the handhelds have always been where the money is from for nintendo yeah i mean you're absolutely right you have to take the bad of the good like Mm -hmm. that is the price you pay if you want a portable system which yeah if that's your thing i get that um that's the price you pay like you Mm -hmm. are you're actively asking for a lesser uh, quality experience um because you can port it around basically yeah totally which i mean is a good i think overall it's a win yeah, I, I think that if, if that's your thing, it works. And, I mean, I tend to only buy games on the Switch that, like, fall into a specific category, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's only, like, the mainstream, like, RPGs. Xenoblade Chronicles is a big one. Like, that's a series that's mainstream right now that I actually do play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, mostly I only buy games on the Switch that, like, already kind of have, like, that older style to mm-hmm. them anyways. Because it's, like, it, it works on the Switch. Might as well. It's, like, the equivalent of the things I load to my laptop. Yeah. Yeah. I only run certain games on my laptop because I save, like, the deluxe holy shit stuff for my PC. Um, do, do you want me to continue with the really bad news or, like, the let's ease back into it? So. No, feed me. Okay. Um, what's scarier than a Polium NFT microtransaction machine um, 
It, it is, trust me. Um, in Korea currently, this has nothing to do with video games, by the way, but I think that this has like a very strong precedence with this. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, Korea is releasing a new BMW. And you know how like you can do like satellite radio and stuff? Yeah, I'm already on board with uh, this. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, the DLC for your car, basically. Yep. If you don't pay for it, you don't get heated seats. You don't get... Heated steering wheel. Heated steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Like, <sighs> this has to stop as well. <laughs> Can I can I add some fuel to this fire? Yeah, go for it. This has been tried once before in Europe. Oh, really? Yeah, so the reason why it's being done in Korea is because Europe said no way. Uh, they tried this a few years ago, uh, limiting the same features. Uh, running joke is like, uh, <laughs> it seems like they already limit turn signal functions. <laughs> um, shot at BMW drivers. <laughs> um, but yeah, they tried this in Europe, and then... Uh, the UK specifically Parliament viewed it as like unlawful. You can't do that. You can't limit features that people paid money for, and they shut them down. So yeah, they're taking a second shot at it in an Asian market, which is dicey. But the thing is, is if this don't think for a second that if it's for whatever reason successful in Korea, that America's not going to jump on board with it. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell they're not going to jump on board with it. Like sure, let's do it. Um, I think this holds presidency. Even yeah, we talked about the decline of everything, not just gaming, totally. but mostly gaming. Um, this holds. This is. I mean, holy DLC culture, man. Like this is, this is real life microtransactions at this point. Yeah, I mean, look what's happened to TV, man. Yeah. Like, let's let's port it back ten years. Like I canceled my cable subscription because I didn't want to pay for shit I wasn't using, so I got, you know, Netflix and stuff like that. Now there's everybody and their brother has a streaming platform that that you have to pay for for all this content. We we've come full circle back to TV. It's basically a cable package. I bet this is my prediction. Um, I bet in the next ten years there's going to be an option to bundle all of this together, and we're gonna have cable again. It'll probably be done through Roku as well, because Roku's whole thing basically is that, where you have like all your apps in one place. Mm. Oh yeah, Roku took a hit when smart TVs came out though. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, this shit's already on board, but I guarantee they're making the chipsets. I'll be back with that information to see if that's actually true or not, but I bet you that that was their original collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Subscription-based, like... <laughs> Well, Everything looks like you didn't buy brakes. You don't get the brakes. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you only get the left turn signal. Sorry. Would you like to buy the right one? Yeah, no kidding. Do you want to buy the BMW Complete Edition? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn it. So those are the two cringiest things on my list of things to talk about. Those are the two things I was like, no fucking way. I can tell you about something I I read today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Apparently, GameStop is launching their own NFT market. I'm not surprised. GameStop's yeah. been floundering for a long time, unfortunately. Well, they got that huge influx a couple of years ago. A yeah. huge cash flow, but yeah, now they're... Um... Well, I mean, as things transition towards a more digital market, which I will always value having a physical copy of a game, mm-hmm. like, I, I prefer that. And you can't loan your friend, like, a data, basically. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, part of the joy for me is, like, you own a game, like, hey, I really enjoyed this, you try it, and you just mm-hmm. let your friend borrow it. Um, but that's what, exactly what they're trying to limit with this digital market, is, like, I don't like that. I think that everyone has to buy the game. Yeah. There's, um, one of the irritating things I'm noticing on Steam is their window for, like, return policy is very narrow. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that the hour tracking isn't accurate. Um, I missed the window on the return for a $40 game by, like, 
0.1 hours. It was just outside the return window and it's absolutely not. So like there's no demo or trial version of anything. Like you pony up the cash and you hope it's good or you watch a bunch of YouTube videos on the game to find out if it's worth playing and that kills immersion for me. I like to go into stuff blind, you know? That is one thing I think Nintendo does well is there's a lot of demos for their games. You mm -hmm. can demo almost anything on the Switch, um, which is really nice because there's a few things I definitely wouldn't have bought. But the other things were like, through demoing it, I was like, oh yeah, I totally played this. This is cool. Um, mm -hmm. And then I bought it. So I think that's a really valuable thing. Um, so that's one positive, I guess, for like a digital market is like that's going to be easier to demo games. Sure. Um, but yeah. Those are two cringiest things. Um, here's a, another cringy one, but just kind of like, a, are you fucking kidding me thing? Um, you remember that scandal Blizzard went through where they were like sexually harassing their employees and like, yeah. you know, targeting women specifically and doing all kinds of crazy shit? Um, yeah. I was completely wrong about that. This is really hard for me to admit, but I was wrong about that. Because it's been, you know, announced that Blizzard cleared itself of any wrongdoing. The, the board of directors says, no, nothing happened. Oh. So, Great. hey, you know what? I guess I was wrong, right? Great hush money, yeah. Yeah, uh, Activision, specifically the Activision of Activision Blizzard, the board of directors, like, we launched a thorough investigation, and nope, nothing ever happened. Oh. I wonder how much that cost them. $10 million that they won back with Diablo Immortal, and then some. <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, that needs to die. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing ads for it now. It's coming across my feet again, so. I mean, this is an opinion, like, it gets worse because Activision is designing um, data, basically, to how sellable their things are mm -hmm. based on, you know, someone's race, gender, sexual or sexuality, um, disability level. They're turning that stuff into data to be like, how well will this sell to the generation that we're trying to sell it to? Like, they're literally turning that into a way to make money. Of course. Um, man, I just... Yep. This doesn't scare me as much as the other things I was talking about, but, like, this is like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. I mean, that's the, uh, that's the price you pay for the loss of net neutrality. You, you're, you're literally an asset. To be collected on which is well i, I don't know the details obviously because i don't work there but um what's been reported about this is that the original design for this program was not meant to do this but activision isn't using it for this it was originally just to get basically get feedback of like what people are into essentially like does this character resonate yes or no like do you actually like this character or not it was meant to do that but now it's being like oh we can what well, if we make them this this and this they'll sell better Oh yeah, I mean, that just seems evil in Inception anyway. Like yeah, that that's the problem with like I I, I would say like modern art, like it's not a matter of making something because you like making something. You're making something to make a buck on it, and then unfortunately, like money talks and bullshit takes the bus. So yeah, here's something that might surprise people though. Um, so. I I'm actually defending Ubisoft in this regard. Good. There was this whole thing with Ubisoft where basically um, they put an Assassin's Creed game on for 75% off um, and people were buying it because like, they wanted it. Um, and then the reason why they were take making it that cheap is because they were removing it from the store. 
Um, and then what happened was like they sold it and then they took it off at the store and then people who bought the game couldn't play it anymore. Oh. And of course the internet was an outrage, as I would have been as well. Um, but it's been addressed and they're like, no, that definitely wasn't the intention. I didn't do it on purpose. Like, we'll definitely fix it. Don't worry. Um, I actually believe them. I really yeah. do. Um, because I think that if you think about it, Ubisoft has such a horrible track record right now. Like, in the public eye, people are just waiting for them to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I said in the last episode, was like, they're one scandal away from being like, fuck Ubisoft. Um, I don't think they would do it on purpose. Like, this is blatant thievery. There's no yeah. way they would do something like this. Um, I actually believe them in this regard. So, for what that's worth, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... They personally haven't done me wrong. The products of theirs I've consumed I've really liked. But I don't know everything that they make. So... It might just be like my narrow perspective on their products that I really enjoy. They don't, their reputation is one that doesn't sell complete games. Like, they're the huge on DLC. It's like they will release a game that just is not blatantly not finished mm. um, in order to sell DLC later for it. Um, and their games are really buggy and they don't really fix them unless it is currently making them money. Um, yep. If it's not making them money, they just like, tough, you fucking have a buggy game, deal with it. Um, that's not cool which sucks to the people who do actually like that game they're like no I like the game but like this is I can't fucking play it like this Um, that really sucks yeah I mean it's not a great reputation Mm -mm. but not something I'd call a legacy (laughs) yeah um, so I mean that's why they're in the public eye like so I think doing something like this like blatant thievery they have to be aware that they're not already in a good light I don't think they would do this unless they're trying to be like Blizzard but I don't know oh yeah Blizzard's naughty. Yeah. That's all the bad news I have. Uh, another good thing, or a good thing I want to talk about before getting into the episode. Okay. Um, and this is probably only a good thing to me. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy 16, another announcement on it. It's like, it will not be open world. And oh, cool. I'm just so happy about that. Dope. Like, I really, really am. And uh, again, like, you know, uh, Naoki Yoshida, uh, or Yoshi P as we call him in mm. FF14, like, his whole thing behind that was he announced when the announcement went off he was talking about it he was just like yeah we just want to make sure the game's good like we have a story we want to tell and like we want to make sure the story's told and we don't want to have to water it down for making a huge world and i was like yeah of fucking course you don't yeah that's, like that's the trailer correct. looks amazing like i'm interested in the story just by the trailer like it looks awesome i'm totally down to play it um and, I, and they were even talking about kind of like a similar thing that happened to final fantasy 15 which i really liked but that game was completely crippled by the fact it was open world mm-hmm. that's what made that game not as good as it could have been and that's why the director walked where he's like i'm not working on this anymore yeah why would you yeah. like if it's not matching your vision that you had in your head why would you stick around i wouldn't yeah um hopefully he gets his game finally um because final fantasy 15 is told you know that game was originally launched as final fantasy 13 versus it was going to be a big ps3 title um, really. Yeah, there's a whole origin for that game, and like I followed it for years because like I was I was really into it. I was like, the story looks fucking amazing. Like I want to play this. Um, so yeah, hopefully he's getting his basically his Final Fantasy 15 game. There's like this whole lore within Kingdom Hearts three now that kind of connects like another world he was working on. So oh, cool. he's like Kingdom Hearts four. Uh, the speculation is will basically be the game he wanted to make, but with Kingdom Hearts characters in it. Neat. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I hope that's cool. Um, but Final Fantasy 16 kind of leads me into something that, like, we talked about this last episode, is, like, finding your own blue chicken. Oh, yes, totally. <laughs> and this kind of leads into that because, uh, for the first time, I'm, I'm questioning Final Fantasy 14 a little bit. 
because um, there's this whole thing with the next patch that people are really excited about, and I'm I'm skeptical about it. Okay. And they're basically releasing like this weird like farm farming esque like island sanctuary thing where you get your own island where you can like plant stuff and all kinds of stuff. Like a garrison. Kind of. And uh, I realize this is because people are, have been asking for this because housing is a really big thing. Like, you can own your own house in Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge community around that who just want to have their own house. And, you know, good on them. Um, so I think this is an answer to that because mm-hmm. people are like, people want a house so badly it's hard to get a house because, like, you can. Oh, like, so it's like real life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You have people who literally camp out like 24 hours a day in the game trying to put in their bids for a plot so they can buy a house so i think this is kind of an answer to the people's frustrations with that um i don't know man it's just i'm skeptical about it mm-hmm. because you know final fantasy has chickens of every color but this is just a new color mm-hmm. and it's just why do we need this exactly who is this for um you know i trust your P, but i don't know this i don't trust the community and that's the thing. The mm. community whines too much. And I think this is him trying to make the community happy. There's also these challenge dungeons that, like, they go outside, like, what the dungeon is or what the raid is. Like, they're, like, literally, they are just hard. That is what they are. They are just Ar- hard. Would you say artificially hard? Yes. Damn. That is what they are. Um, that's the thing that, you know, really hardcore players are looking for, too. <laughs> so it just sounds like a lot of answers to the community that I just don't agree with, like, community can suck it as far as i'm concerned like the, so it sounds like warlords of draenor kind of a little bit yeah i would say that's probably the exact yeah because that's everything that happened in wad hmm. yeah garrisons and those fucking challenge dungeons yeah so i don't know i'm just worried about that um you know i love the community but like they just whine too much man and like the thing is like right now they're complaining there's no content and it's like there's a bit of a drought, sure. Mm-hmm. But he's also, like, Yoshi P's been on record to say, like, hey, Leanne, if, like, there's nothing to do in our game right now, like, don't subscribe to it. Go play something else. Like, yeah. Totally cool with that. Like, Find a different blue chicken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come back when there's new content, you know, uh, when you want to experience that content. But if you're not having fun with it right now, don't subscribe to it. Totally fine with that. <laughs> that's, that's bold. That's a huge move. And I, I think that's what it is, like. You know, you've talked about this even, like, with MMOs, typically, it's, it feels like a second life. And I think mm-hmm. there's people that... W- what's interesting about Final Fantasy XIV is it's not a second life. Mm-hmm. You can play it as casually or hardcore as you want to. And I think the people who do play it hardcore 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, play other games. That, yeah. That's what I'm telling you to do. Go play other games. Um, Final Fantasy XIV is not the only game I play. No. I play other things on the side all the time. Um... <laughs> would you say it's your main squeeze it is my main squeeze yes <laughs> i do love the game i play with my fiance so that's something we do together um and i love the game in general and like um i'm not at the point where i feel like there's nothing i can do there's lots of stuff i could do it just depends if i want to yeah nothing you want to do yeah yeah and that's the beauty of the game once again it's like there's as little or as much as you want in the game um there's some things I want to do that I just don't have the time to yet because they're kind of big commitments because it literally is like, it's like training basically. It's like a training montage. <laughs> like, and it's like doing the same thing over and over again to like perfect it. And like, I'm just not ready to do that yet, but it's something I do want to try doing because I, I you know, I, it's a very cool concept. Um, it's like what WoW tried to do with uh, Torghast, but like in a fun way, basically. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm, I do want to get into that because there's a title that you get from um, soloing both of these versions of this. And they're kind of like, you know, people who have like the shiny weapons from the ultimate raids. Like when you see that title, you're like, oh shit, that brings the badass. Oh, nice. So uh, that's something I'm doing. I'm also doing Savage content right now, like the current tier of Savage content. So I do that like once a week. So like, but yeah, I mean, I, it's not the only game I play. Cool. Um, and, and that's the beauty of the game is that it doesn't have to be the only thing you play. It, it can totally be, you know, a side piece if you want it to be. Yeah, no, my memo of choice is, is very jealous. So <laughs> uh, I'm, we're... We're seeing other people <laughs> uh, for a minute. Um, that's okay, I think. <laughs> we're in an abusive relationship, so I, I think we're going to see other... I'm playing Ace Combat 7 right now, so... Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah man. Totally different. Like, not fantasy killing anymore. I'm flying planes and shit. That's... I beat the game. I had a goal of beating before Xenoblade Chronicles 3 came out. Because mm -hmm. I was like, I want to beat this game before that game comes out. Because I'm going to play that when it comes out. And I beat that like last week. So I'm just like, what do I do for like the next week? So I've just been like bouncing back and forth between stuff. Um, here's something for you guys. And for you as well, Matt. I'm actually playing Grandia right now. The first one. First one? Nice. Yeah. Um, just because I want to play them in order. But um, I, I picked that. Like I picked it up a long time ago. The, the duo pack of Grandia mm -hmm. 1 and 2. But I committed to it finally. Do you talk about it in our favorite games podcast? I'm currently playing Grandia too. Oh, it? nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what? Matt likes the series. I'm going to give it a whirl, you know? Are you having fun? Yes, Grandia, it's fun. Yeah. I. What do you, what do you think about the combat? Um, It's interesting, right? It is interesting. It does have something I don't love in it, but I'm getting over it, so it's fine. Um, I don't know about Grandia 2, but at least with Grandia 1, like you have to level up the weapons you use. Uh, I believe that's gone into. Yeah, that's how you level up, or you get certain techniques, basically, like your sword, your axe, your mace, whatever is like a certain level, and then you learn technique based on that. Um, I don't love that, because I like to hard focus on things. I really like, mm -hmm. this, this character uses this, this character uses that, like, you know, uh, maybe like a, a more traditional RPG, basically. Um, uh, Grounded 2 feels way more like that. Yeah. Um, you... Uh, refresh my memory, are SPs, a thing, skill points that you get after battle? basically uh, skill points is what i was talking about basically it's how you level up your uh like you level up your magic this way as well you level up yes. your weapons this way as well yeah you, you you have to basically um something you'll run into um the game has a bit of a grind aspect to it not not on purpose um i do want to do after i complete this playthrough of groundia 2 i'm going to go back and do it and something we talked about with legend of dragoon is that game levels it is balanced perfectly and paced perfectly. I want to see if Grandia fits the same suit. Oh, yeah. Um, because I, I I love the combat in that game. Um, if you added additions to it, 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 it might give Dragoon a run for its money. Like, I, I love I love the combat. I love... I don't even know what you call that. Like, there's got to be a name for it. Like... I mean, typically, it's if you're not just hitting, like, an attack button, it's like an action RPG, but, like... That's what Legend of Dragoon is. It's kind of a hybrid of an action RPG. It's turn-based, but it also like has action elements. Totally. I, I like I like the ability of, at least in 2, of... And again, I'm not sure how much of this stuff is present in 1, but you have your standard attacks. Mm -hmm. You have your 
criticals which stop other attacks yep. and then your techniques and stuff mm -hmm. uh, you spend SP to upgrade your techniques oh, so, so you don't spend SP in one you just earn it through doing the thing oh no no in two it, you have you have three different currencies okay you interesting you accumulate uh, SP you accumulate um, I think it's SP I'm not sure I have to look at the screen again um, experience obviously and then um, a third one gold yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, money and uh, currency. Currency, actual currency. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you spend those on um, certain like the initial attack itself, and then you can reinvest yeah, uh, SP again to upgrade it to make it uh, to make your bar fill faster, so your character attacks oh, okay. faster with that ability. That's all it does. Upgrading. Oh, okay. It doesn't make it stronger. It just makes it so it happens faster. Yeah, because like. I'm pretty sure in one they still have the portrait bar, where yes. like you pick your attack at seventy five percent, and then or seventy five percent away through that character's turn, and then it, when it finishes out, that's when it happens. Yeah, it just makes like that. that last twenty five percent go faster. That's gotcha. the only okay. point of adding stars to things. That's kind of what the uh, the movement stat does in one. Is it's one of the stats you can control with you like can do what it that you way equip? Too. Yeah, but uh, you're like. Because the special attacks you get for the main character in two, I'm trying to remain spoiler free here. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they're very expensive, but he's the main, so of course they hit hella hard, but they're really slow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, you upgrade them that way in two, so I, I think you'll appreciate that experience a little better. But yeah, I don't know. When I'm gonna get to it. I don't even know if we'll finish Grandia one. I, if it's like a f typical like 40 hour JRPG with like maybe 100 hours for completionist status, like. I might finish it before mm -hmm. I get to the 30th, or no, it's 29th, so it's in the, like five days. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, that's what I've been doing so far. And that game's old, and I'm still having fun with it. It's a lot of fun. It's man. it's really that beautiful era of like anime JRPGs that like came yes. over to the West, and like I can't like that. That's what Lunar was talking about in that favorite RPGs episode, like or games episode, like that's that beautiful era of like anime JRPGs mm -hmm. that I kind of wish had continued. I really wish you'd have played two first. I, I legitimately do because they're built like Final Fantasy is. Yeah. They're just different. Like the cast of characters is totally different every time. And the storyline is different every time. I mean, that's something I'll probably play on the side still. It's definitely my side my other side piece. Oh, definitely. Um, I pretty much start playing that after I do whatever I want to do on Final Fantasy for the day and then I'm just like, Okay, I'm done. Time to blow through some levels of ground yeah. 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 It's a very rewarding game. I don't know. I can't recommend that enough, dude. It's a great game. <laughs> yeah, uh, but back on the subject of Final Sorry. Fantasy fourteen. Oh no, that was a beautiful tangent. Um, <laughs> back on the subject of Final Fantasy fourteen and kind of the main topic of the episode. Um, sure. Something uh, I'm again annoyed with the community about is uh, I believe it's been decided that Final Fantasy fourteen is going to get a graphics overhaul, but I don't feel like it's needed. No, um, that game's fun to look at. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see some textures where it's like, yeah, that's grainy. Or like, yes, that's kind of like lesser quality than like the rest of everything. Mm -hmm. Fully admitting that. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, no, it's not present. But those are the things that players will nitpick and be like, oh, this game's ugly. This game is terrible looking. Like, do you see these fucking flowers? Are you kidding me? And it's just like, you shut the fuck up, man. Wow. No, I, I believe in graphic importance, but not to the nitpicky level. Definitely not. Yeah, and I mean, there's a whole community of Final Fantasy XIV on PC who mod it, and like they get in trouble for it. And like, here's a hot take for you: it's against TOS. If you mod and you get caught, fuck you, you deserve it. Hot take. <laughs> no, absolutely. 
Dude, 100%. Like, if you knowingly break some rules, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, There's this whole debacle of, like, some, like, a really big Final Fantasy streamer got caught raiding with mods installed, and he got banned on the spot. Yeah, as it should. They're like, this is an outrage. Why'd you do that to me, of all people? Like, and it's just like, dude, you broke the rules. Fuck you, man. Like, that's... You, you're a mere mortal like the rest of us, dude. You're not, you yeah. don't have plot armor. Sorry. Yeah, and so it's just like, yeah... Final Fantasy fourteen, man. I, I cannot talk about that game enough. I will gladly have a conversation about that alone because it's such a good game. And to ignore the quality of it because the flowers don't look good or the trees aren't high enough def or like this one piece of armor doesn't look as good as you want it to. I just... Is that the level we're at in this day and age? Like that's what matters the surface level of graphics that's what it is um i can try to give you an alternate perspective sure um as much as we don't like to admit it uh quality comes out pretty often now it's it's pretty often that i can put a game in and at least enjoy it for what it is so i think when you're getting down to like nitpicky stuff like that like oh these 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 graphics aren't what I want them to be and stuff like that. That's just because that's all there is to complain about. Like, people are always going to complain about something. Like, some people are just contrarian and built that way. They're just going to mm-hmm. bitch about that. But, I mean, if all they're bitching about is the flowers, then fuck them, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I agree with that perspective. I think it's a really good way to look at it. Um, I just think there's too big of a community that doesn't look at it that way. I, I really do think there's people that that's not what they're doing. They're literally being like, this game's ugly, so it's not good. And like... Yeah, no, fuck those people. But there's definitely that big side of it, and um, those people have been coming out of the world of work left and right, man. Um, with the announcement of uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake, as well as the uh, Last of Us Part 1 remake. Yep. Um, those people are arguing it out on twitter all over the place mm-hmm. and here's the thing man like as always um if you like something great like it there's nothing wrong with that totally but you really become an asshole when you start telling somebody who's like i don't see the appeal it's just better graphics when you tell them they're an asshole for thinking that you're crossing the line man have you got that feedback oh yeah absolutely um something i did on something I did on twitter that was really funny as i was like all right so uh Tell me why you're excited about it, mm-hmm. but you can't talk about the graphics. And the responses were not were basically nothing. Yeah. They started going down to like, uh, well, the FPS will be higher. I'm like, that's still graphics, man. Like, why are you excited about it? It's like, oh, well, it's going to have combat from the second game. Like, it's the exact same combat. It's just slightly better polished. It's like, why are you excited about it? Totally. And, if, and, if, and it usually ends up being like, it's just going to look good. And like, thank you for admitting it. Like, that's all it comes down to. Like, totally. And if that's what you're stoked about, cool. If that is your blue chicken, dope. Exactly, man. Like, that's fine. But don't try and preach it like it's the game of the year. Which, by the way, people are crusading for it to get game of the year next year. Again? Again, yeah. Like, people are adamantly crusading for it to be the next year's game of the year. Because, like, it, it's going to be so beautiful looking. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you mean to tell me that the same janitor that works at Bethesda, who keeps releasing Skyrim every year, also works at Naughty Dog. <laughs> Are you telling me they're the same guy? It might be. Um, There's this tweet from Naughty Dog where they were talking about, like, someone blatantly called them out and was like, this is just a cash grab. You're just trying to make money. This is 100%. all this is. 
and they're like it's not a cash grab this is one of the most intricate games we've ever made um it's so intricate that they're not going to have the multiplayer from the first game um it's so intricate that it's actually been leaked um some brave person like leaked naughty dog's information because everybody was so stoked about it and speculating like oh it's gonna have this it's gonna have this it's gonna have this it has none of that it's just the first game with prettier graphics and minus the multiplayer mode that's what this game is so it's less than the first game yes and some and those images have been leaked around and the people who are really stoked about it are like getting pissed because they're like fuck you it's still gonna be good oh of course um good for them man like honestly i think they're totally justified people if you were excited for the game because you were speculating like it's gonna have all these multiple tiers that the first version of the game didn't have um, I'd even be on on your side with that. I'd be like, mm. well, okay, if it's the first game, but there's more stuff added to it, stuff they couldn't do before, Great. sure, I, I guess that's okay. Um, but yeah, this is exactly what I thought it was, and there's why I haven't cared since it was announced. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're hundred percent right with their with their tweet though. It's not a cash grab. It's not a cash grab if the cash is guaranteed. This is an yeah. influx. Yeah. That is purely an influx of money. Well, you know, I, I have an interesting thing that I want to talk about at the end of this. Not not the episode, but like this part of it, because I, I've drawn a parallel between Capcom and Naughty Dog that I, I don't think people are realizing. Because okay. um, you can kind of move on to like... I won't do that yet, but... Another thing, too, about this whole Last of Us thing, like, I really liked the first game. I'm one of those annoying people that will crusade about it and be like, no, the first game was great. Definitely you should play it. First game, wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, I'm even one of those rare people that will be like, no, the first half of the second game was very good. The other half, not so much, though. As opposed to those people that are like, no, the whole game was terrible. It's like, that's not true. Half of the game was good. Mm -hmm. um, but why so i'm saying this as a fan i'm not saying this as a casual person or a casual observer i'm saying this as a fan i do not give a fuck about this um especially when the intricacy of the last of us's story mm -hmm. the last of us's I don't know how to say <laughs> the last of us story um is the characters there's so many nuances to the way like they say things or the way they don't say things or the way they shy away from certain topics or the way they half answer certain things that's what makes the first game so good uh, it didn't it, it did not break the mold when it came to survival horror shooters no. it, it didn't break the mold at all that game was good because of the story and the actors who did that game phenomenal job they did very good so you have all that stuff that people are curious about you could have made a prequel game you, totally. you could have been like hey this is what happened before joel met ellie before ellie met joel and since they want to do that whole dual player thing like they did in the second game, you could still do that. You could play as both characters up to the point where they meet each other. There's your game right there. Yeah, fill in the gaps a little bit. Like the stuff people actually fucking care about. You could have just done that. I don't understand why you just remake the first game. And the thing is, I'd be more on their side as well if they remade, if they made a prequel like that with these graphics. And then it'd be like, okay, now we're going to remake the first game. Might as well finish the collection. I'd be way more on board with that because that's like just bringing everything up to a certain standard. Yeah. You gotta imagine that would happen like five or so years, five, ten years from now. Like that's when that would happen. Mm -hmm. So at that point, sure, why not? I, I mean, I still probably be as angry about it as I am now, but not as much, you know, like not on that level of like, are you fucking serious? It makes sense though. Yeah, it would make sense, I think. Um, and that's kind of why I give. Uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake a little bit more slack. Mm -hmm. It's been long enough. 
people like that game enough, fine. You know, I don't agree with it, but fine. It's less of a blatant cash grab, I think. I don't fully agree with that. It got its HD remaster last console. Well, so here's why I don't think it's as much of a blatant cash grab. I, I guess I guess what I am going to say, well, yes, it's a cash grab. Mm. But I don't think it's as much of just like purely a, oh, we need to make money now kind of thing. Um, so whatever varying levels of success Resident Evil Village saw and Last of Us Part Two saw, those games were very popular in like specific groups, I would say. Mm. It's like there were people who really liked Resident Evil Village. Then there were people that were like, well, I like the Resident Evil 4 mechanics and I like the big to the goth vampire lady. Those are the two things I like about this game. Everything else is bad. Um, so that game was not as successful as Capcom was probably hoping. Same with Lost Wills Part 2. They very clearly put work into that game. That game being bad is not a result of it being poorly done. It's just poor decisions were made with that game. Um, but they very clearly put effort into it. Mm-hmm. But again, that game is only popular with like certain crowds of people. It's like there's only so many people that will crusade for it and be like, no, it was amazing. It was the best game ever start to finish. That's very far and few between who's going to say that. Okay. So I feel like what Capcom and, Las- or, uh, Capcom and Naughty Dog are doing is the exact same thing. They're licking their wounds. They're doing something they know will sell because what they put their heart into did not work so well. I can I can see that. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of the parallel I'm drawing with that, is that they're doing the exact same thing for the exact same reasons. Um, I, I don't agree with it, because I think they were on the right track, you know, making something they believe in, making mm-hmm. something they actually care about. Um, you know, Biohazard and Village are sequels or connected to each other. Um, Whoa. What? Um, I have something else to draw to. Okay, go for it. Um, it, this just—I uh, was trying to think of any other time Capcom might have done this, and they totally did. Mm. This has happened once before. Uh, Devil May Cry Four did not do very well. What came out right after that? I don't remember. The HD collection of one, two, and three. Oh. Do you remember that? They I came do. Out back to back, pretty much. Yeah, on PS3 after original mm-hmm. four came out. Well, I played it on 360, but yeah, yeah. Uh, four came out people hated it gave it like maybe a year that collection came out one two and three in hd so that also ties into what you said before when you said bringing everything up to a standard Mm -hmm. they brought it all up to 360 or ps3 level that's interesting i think it's the same play i i I would agree with that I, i i think that's supporting evidence for your argument if nothing else like yeah that's a really good point yeah yeah so i mean yeah you can literally connect to that as well and it's like it's tough man because like one thing we talk about a lot is like wanting to see companies take a chance Mm -hmm. do their own thing make their games make the story they want to tell don't make the game everyone wants you to make necessarily like keep doing it because we already know now the community at this point be happy playing the same thing every goddamn year if if that's what it takes Mm -hmm. the people who buy skyrim every year are prime examples of that they will play the same thing over and over again because that's just what they want for whatever reason. Um, but it, I just don't think they should give up. I don't think this should be their main project. They shouldn't be like putting all their eggs in this basket of like, look at this game everyone likes, but it's prettier. Yeah, well, 
I, I would say to those developers, take yourself back before this game hit. Like you believed in that project, and it yeah. shows. Yeah. People bought it because there's hard in it. Do that some more. I mean, it's also kind of true. Like I hate to you know bring analogy into this, but like you know lightning striking the same place twice like it's hard yeah, yeah. I, I i know we've talked about this too like it's very rare that like a sequel is as good as the first game mm-hmm. especially when that continues like three and four or five with however many sequels there are it's very very rare and that's true with everything tv shows movies like mm-hmm. it, it is very very rare that happens um i, I think honestly with, with naughty dogs um thing is that like i feel like they got confused halfway through honestly like I said, I think the Lost of Us Part 2, like, the first half of the game is very good. It's very well done. And, like, I was more so pissed off at that game because I was like, it was going so well. Why would you do this? Yeah. Like, why would you do this? But I feel like it was really just, like, they didn't know what to do after that. It was just a filler story, basically. And, I mean, if they... That might have been due to the deadlines. Mm-hmm. You know, they were kind of pressured to come up with a bullshit story to finish the game. Um, and that could have been an instance where it's like, you should have just waited. Maybe yeah. people wait another year. Um, maybe the game could have been better. Um, I don't know. Or maybe they, you know, they really believe in the story. Um, I can go into a whole deep analysis of like why the first game is good and why what to do with the second game is a fucked up stupid thing to do. Mm-hmm. But it's not this episode's about. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, bottom line, I, I just think they're licking their wounds right now. I think they're just trying to sell something they know will sell because... You know, putting your heart in your sleeve didn't work out so well. Which I'm sorry. Yeah, genuinely, I am. Oh, I, I, I would love. Uh, two-edged sword here, but I love to know what the new hot thing is. Like, because for me at least, like again, I still haven't played it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Brendan. Um. Uh, I didn't play The Last of Us, but it came out of nowhere, and people just loved it. Like, I, I hadn't heard of Naughty Dog since, I mean, didn't they do, like, Jack and Daxter and stuff? Yes. Yeah, I hadn't heard of them since then. Yeah. And then they come out with this alleged masterpiece, and I only say that because, again, I haven't played it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I want to know what the next, what's the next thing? Yeah. Stop giving me the same thing. Show me something new. Yeah, I mean, it. When we were younger, obviously, it, it was always that concept of like, you know, what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely would not imagine gaming would be where it's at now when I was ten years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely would not think that. Even when I was like fifteen, sixteen, I would not be like, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of remakes. <laughs> like, oh yeah, another ten years, basically. Um, I mean, movies really prove the concept. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean that's been going on for forever. Like I'm finding out now that there's movies that I enjoy that I think I've seen the original, but come to find out, no, I haven't. The original mm. is like a '50s movie. And I go back and watch it, and I'm like, eh, I can see why this was redone in the '80s. Like, I mean, yeah. some things can be done really well. I'm not saying that remaking things is not entirely unwarranted. No, totally not. It, it can be done well, and in some instances, it, it's okay. Totally. You know, my one of my favorite games of all time as a remake on PSP, I think it's better. It is the definitive version for me. I would recommend that one over the PS1 version. Not that the PS1 version is bad. I think PSP one's better. It just is. Um, even talking about movies, like, I, 
I never watched the old A Team, but I really like the movie A Team. Yeah, like the movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's true to its material too. Which yeah, is what I really like about it. maybe not like uh, like canon true to its material, yeah. but like it's it's supposed to be over the top. Yeah, and that's what I like about it. Um, a great example of that would be Dune. Mm-hmm. I saw the original Dune when I was a kid, and I loved it. Fell in love with the story. Then I read the book. And then I saw the Dune miniseries, which, boo, miniseries is really bad. I thought um, that camp is really divided because the movie's not canon perfect. They, anyway, that's a whole can of spice worms I don't want to open. And then I was really stoked when the new one came out, and I loved it. Like, that was a warranted remake because that's the difference between 1986 and 2022. Yeah. enough time there there's something to be said with a medium where it's like how do you top this basically yeah and it's like you know in the 90s for example you watch a movie it's like they can't top this but then like yeah they can top it now yeah exactly um, in some mediums that's okay mm-hmm. in other mediums it doesn't need to be topped just leave it the fuck alone it's like uh james cameron great example of this um he had the script for avatar done when he was filming Titanic Mm -hmm. but he waited he wanted the technology to be there to showcase this badass world he'd come up with and he he waited and then I think 2010 is when Avatar came out and I saw that movie 11 times in theaters like holy shit I watched it once but damn I love that movie that's really good it's it's a great story man I mean it's space book on us I'm not gonna tell you it's not but yeah damn is it good no it is very good i bought it i mean i'm not really a movie buff so it's like a compliment for me not that i'm some fucking amazing person but i'm no. just saying like it's basically a compliment from me when like i want to buy something when i'm like i would like to own this this is very good uh, i have yet to meet anybody that didn't enjoy themselves watching that movie i mean i suffered through 3d for that movie like i sat there and took my headache like yeah yeah I, it's not even real i fucking hate 3d <laughs> i mean it's it's pleasing to me Certain, yeah like I, I don't like the trope that came after that which everything had a 3d version i um, mean i the, the only time i watched it in theaters was on 3d and like the bushes were like slightly more pronounced yeah but that was it and i just took my glasses off after like halfway through the movie i was like i'm good yeah no uh i'm not gonna take my headache for alice in wonderland that was a mistake um but yeah no dude the movie is amazing i have loved that movie and the sequel's coming out here pretty soon which ballsy moved to wait that long but uh he announced it as a trilogy when it came out so yeah i wonder if he's waiting for graphics to slowly again catch up to what he wants to do with it boy i don't know i don't know if you've seen it recently or watched it recently no um i would say even now tough to talk yeah, there are some things like that. I mean, with video games as well, there are things that were definitely ahead of its time. Like, I don't know if you ever played Shadow of Colossus, but that game came out on PS2 originally, and it was gorgeous yeah. for that era. It stood above everything in the PS2 era. Yep. Um, and, you know, that's a game that, like, I don't... I have really weird mixed feelings about because I don't know if that company even does anymore but like they do release remasters of that game like almost every not every year but like mm-hmm. it was a PS3 version and then the PS4 version like yeah um, and like I'm not mad about it but I'm just like what are you doing like <laughs> what are you doing man I heard 
uh, and again, not from a super reliable source, but I heard that uh, there was supposed to be a sequel and then that got scrapped and then turned into something else. Yeah. Um, what I, and this could be totally wrong. Let me know in the comments if I'm wrong about this. Um, from what I know of the canon of that game, uh, so Shadow of Colossus uh, was originally planned to be the sequel. Um, and then that got basically just turned into Shadow of Colossus. And then there's a game called Ico that came out um, after it. And that serves as a prequel, but it's also its own thing, basically. Um, but that's what that original story for Shadow of Colossus got turned into, was Ico. Really? Yeah. And then they have a game called Last Guardian, which... Is that like the little boy and the dragon thing? Or the little yeah, and the dragon yeah. Thing? I'm not even sure. I just saw some art for it. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that... I don't know where that fits in the timeline, but I know it's in the timeline somewhere. Is it a good game? Uh, Shadow of Colossus, yes. Uh, Ico, I have not played. And Last Guardian, I got for my fiance because she really likes puzzle games, and I'm not super into puzzle games. Mm -hmm. um, that's the whole game. It's just puzzle stuff. It's just figuring okay. out how to proceed. Um, so I'd say if you like puzzle games, yeah, probably. Okay, um, cool. But it just depends what you're into. Um, it's certainly weird. <laughs> like that's a weird. That game. whole universe is strange. Yeah. But not that strange. Yeah. I feel like with the, I don't even know, like with the uh, Shadow of Colossus remakes, I wonder if it's just like finally catching up to what they were trying to do back then, you know? Because, I mean, it was impressive back then. I, yeah. I, I remember playing that game and like being floored by it and just like, no fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be an interesting concept. I should go back and watch videos of it or just buy it on PS2 and play it again and see if it still holds up. I, if you do that, I will bring over. Um what I'm led to believe is the first I know for a fact it's the first Square Enix title mm. for PS2 but I think it might also I was told it's also the first PS2 title released mm. it's uh, called The Bouncer yeah I've never heard of it nah I <laughs> I acquired that game in a very roundabout way but um, I'll bring it over okay it's 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 a thing <laughs> it's a thing yeah, that's all I'll say. It's a thing. Um, yeah, the person who got it for me, in case that they're listening to this, like that's all I'll say. I don't want to hurt their feelings, but it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally her favorite game of all time. Oh, okay. And that's why she got it for me. And it's a thing. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. It's very... It, it, it would fit in very well with now gaming. Yeah. Um... I'm trying to think of something I've played like it recently. Basically, it's like massive cinematics, tiny bits of gameplay. Massive cinematics, tiny bits of gameplay. It, it would have served better as a movie, but... Yeah, that's how I feel about the other Naughty Dog game that everyone liked was Uncharted. That was like their really big thing after The Last of Us. They put a lot of effort into Uncharted. Um, which, I mean, I think they're a fine movie, but <laughs> um, as a game, not so much. <laughs> Honestly, I don't have fun playing them, but... I heard the actual movie sucked donkey but it's just confusing as to like what timeline we're supposed to be experiencing because mm -hmm. it seems like it's the first game but it's also not the first game but it's also like a little bit of the third game in it so it's like i just don't want 
timeline we're supposed to be experiencing. Um, maybe if you're like a massive uh, Uncharted nerd, you can tell me in the comments, like explain the timeline to me and why that movie is actually not confusing. Yeah, if you break out red string, you lost me. <laughs> yeah. S sometimes that can be good. Yeah. So speaking of uh, things coming to movie or oh. miniseries or show, how do you feel about the D&D series that's coming out? Oh, you know, that's confusing because... Uh, I watched the trailer for it and I was like, I don't know if you can do that in D and D necessarily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like there were some things I was like, I don't know if you can do that or not. But I was like, but I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you can't do that in D and D. So it's a terrible fucking movie. Um, I'm just like, not sure what angle they're going with or what direction what they're going they're with. In, yeah. Yeah. Um, because with representation of anything, what I care most about, whether it be a video game, a movie, TV show, whatever, is like I want the person making it to care about the material. Totally. You know, I, I would I I hope the people playing or making this movie or have made this movie, whatever, are big D and D nerds and like play D and D and stuff like that. Like I hope they are connected to the material in some way. Okay. Um, and from the trailer, I don't get that vibe, mm -hmm. but you know, I could be wrong. It was just a trailer. Um, I do know that. A little bit of a deep dive with it uh i i, I looked up some stuff about it mm -hmm. just to, like figure it out and uh i know they did work very closely with versus the coast making the script okay. so i know and there's even a um there's real life forgotten realms like locations in it that like that's are cool. based in the world of forgotten realms so that's what it's based in um there's even a uh so one of the places that i guess you'll go to in the movie um, came out of a module that was released a little while ago um, mm -hmm. and they specifically made that module and that place for the movie apparently like that's how close they've been working together to, that's, like, get okay. the script. that's important yeah it's very important so I have okay feelings about that um, honestly so the one that came out like 30 years ago or whatever yeah um, I actually really like so that I. <laughs> and the thing is I've rewatched that movie and while I can be like yeah the 3D did not age well mm -mm. i don't think that movie's bad i still like it i would still defend it i think blue lips <laughs> yeah that's what i remember most from that movie um yeah. i want it to be a success i do too yeah because i want it to be a launch pad for a goddamn Drizzt movie <laughs> that's all i care about i don't know if salvatore will do it he's i've actually watched interviews where he's talked about that and been like mm, i don't know <laughs> um well it, he's a giant baby he doesn't believe in his own work anymore. Honestly, I don't. His reason for it is something I actually hold very close to me because I've I've saw I saw this interview like a while ago, and then he brought it up in that interview, and I was like, oh yeah, I totally feel that. But uh, people have asked him a lot about that, like a, a Dritz series, a Dritz series, a Dritz mm -hmm. series, and he was like, you know, my my concern with that is like the same thing with Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, like, you know, how do you feel that when people think of Lord of the Rings now, it's going to be your movies, not the books. Um, and that strikes a chord with me personally. I think we should protect literature still. Um, no, I disagree. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I think film is still a great medium. I've still not recovered from what they did to my favorite book series. So, Which one's that? Dark Tower. Oh, yeah. That movie hurt me in places. It hurt me in places I'd care never to go to again. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I was not on board with, and they didn't care. It feels to me like you're talking about like connection to the work. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel that. 
I feel the only person that actually read Dark Tower was Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. That's the only, like, and I mean, of course, why wouldn't he? Not saying Idris Elba isn't a great actor, but I think he was the wrong choice for Roland. Like, I don't feel like he's stoic enough for that role. Like, yeah. That, that takes a very, like, Roland's a hard character to nail down. Like, I, I, I think I think it was just miscast. Like that's a lot of it. I kind of feel that way about the dude. Um, I cannot remember his name ever, but the person who's like the leading man in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. He was like Captain Kirk in one movie, and then in Star Trek, not in one movie, Star Trek, but in like, like the new in like the new Star Treks. Oh yeah. I cannot remember his name. Is it ever. Chris Pine? I believe it's Chris Pine. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel that way about him. But is he the lead in the... Yeah, basically. Like, he okay. seems to be the one that revolved around. But he apparently is a bard, maybe. So maybe it worked. Um, it's actually a really good segue, though, into another thing with graphics in general. is like, you know, talking about literature being turned into movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, like, I, I fully admit, there's something I've noticed. I've actually got really into retro gaming lately. Cool. Um, I even bought the equipment needed to, like, make it easier to play on HDTVs. Oh, you got that, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I, I've spent like a total of like a hundred or so dollars on like the correct connections to like make it work on my HD TV. So I'm bringing champions over. When? Yeah, I mean I have them already, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, totally. Um, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and even I can admit that it's like when I was younger, this looked better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it looked better. You had no base of comparison. Yeah, and, and I think that does come from that of being like, now I've seen better, so I can look at this and be like, oh, it's not as good as I, you know, remember it being. Totally. But I'm wondering if, like, that has something to do with all these remasters. Is like, are people at this point now where, like, they've lost appreciation for their older stuff? Because, like, even though I can look at it and be like, this is not what I used to, rem- or what I remembered, um, it's still good. Mm-hmm. This still looks fine. This is still okay. Like I still enjoy this. Um, do you th- I wonder if like it's just a natural evolution of getting older and stuff. Like, do you think we've gotten to that point where like people can't do this anymore? Looking at something that's not the best thing they've ever seen is like difficult for them. I don't know, and I'm okay with saying that. I don't know. Um, it feels right, but. I guess it boils down to how much do you love the craft? Yeah. How much do you love this, really? Do you do you love it enough to look past it not being graphically perfect and appreciate it for the art form it is? Or... Damn, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a question I've really been thinking about uh, just building onto this recording because I was just like... It was kind of like a realization for me too, like when I finally got all the equipment hooked up correctly to like make it smooth out the lines enough for me to actually play it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, like I wonder why this doesn't look right to me. And then I was like, oh, that's why I played this like 15, 20 years ago. Um, Objectively, that's that's what I'm, I'm struggling with because I know that's not the case for me, but I don't know if that's the case for everyone. Like, and it's hard to even say the love for the craft thing it's even hard to say because like I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody they don't love something as much as I do because there's a shortcoming I can overlook it that they can't yeah. or a limitation let's call it maybe not a shortcoming so I don't know like I, I, I mm, you're probably right 
I hope I'm not right. I damn, dude. I don't know. That's that's sticky. I don't know. Well, I mean, what that would mean if like that's where we're at as a society is that like there are people who look at the Last of Us on PS4 and they're like, this game's ugly. Yeah, which is not true. It's not true at all. And that's kind of been my, you know, my struggle with all of this is like just reading all these horrible comments about The Last of Us specifically. People aren't talking about Resident Evil as much, but people are talking about Last of Us like crazy. Really? Um, there's a huge divide on it. People who are like, I do not fucking care. And people that are like, no, it's going to be the best game ever. Oh. It's like, it's going to be the same game ever. <laughs> yeah. I, for that instance, I would say for like The Last of Us remake, I don't. The game has already proved itself. It doesn't have anything left to prove. Yeah. Like I've looked at the ratings that it received from critics. It missed one point, and that was for lack of color. And I don't think a remaster is going to fix something that... 9 out of 10 is nothing to sneeze at. Like, it ain't perfect. No, and the thing with that as well is... um, I've looked at the... So, like I said, there's a bunch of leaks, and I've looked at the side-by-side images of, like, this is what it looks like on PS4, here's what the PS5 version looks like. Um... I think that lack of color thing is like a horrible, horrible like misunderstanding mm-hmm. because that game is dark and gritty and grungy, and it works really well. It's because the of, setting. Yeah, that's the yeah. setting exactly. But you have these pictures of the side by side images now, like the PS Five versions or like the updated whatever remaster versions. Um, they're so bright and colorful, and it's just like this doesn't look. This is look depressing to me. Honestly, it doesn't like this doesn't make me feel depressed when I look at it. It's supposed to be a happy game, or not be a happy game. No, that world is horribly, horribly sad, and the people in it are horrible, horrible people, and that's the point. Um, and so just looking at it, it's just like, I don't know, man. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't. You're, you're, you're deviating from the premise that worked, so mm-hmm. why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? Like, it doesn't make sense to me at all. Like, remakes and remasters and updated graphics, I think, like we've talked about, should be... A, primarily accessibility, make it playable for everyone. And B, like, some things could use a graphic overhaul. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. The difference between the Grandia 2 I grew up playing and the remaster are like literal night and day, as they should be, because that's a game that came out in the early 2000s and then it got its remaster like, what, three years ago? I have no idea. I, I, I'm not up to date with my Grandia news, to be honest. I think so. I think it was like three or four years ago. It got the update. Yeah. And it's honestly not a series I've followed a lot. Um, it's something that I've played over the years in mm-hmm. small bursts, but I've never committed to playing it. Oh, it's just it's, it's just delightful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm having played now more than like five hours of the first game, I'm like, oh, this game is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it, it was just a smooth out, and that's all it needed. They didn't rebuild the models from the ground up or anything like that it's just a smooth out mm-hmm. that's great that's what that's what that culture is for i think yeah speaking of like remake and stuff like that but yeah i don't see the point in remaking a damn game that's already had a remake like yeah um so in that instance i would say the graphics are for that cause not important yeah i, I think that's what it comes down to and why i'm annoyed about it is like this I will maybe budge a little bit and be like, fine, remaster Resident Evil 4, fine. But this is just a pointless remake. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. It's pointless. It is pointless. Why are you allocating man hours to this? Yeah. 
you could I just gave you an example earlier in the episode of something you could have made that would have been really good and mm-hmm. I would have bought it. But <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you're gonna miss this one. Yeah, no, I do not fucking care at all. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um it reminds me of uh you know like that scene in the office where it's like corporate wants you to find the difference between these two pictures. Mm-hmm. It's the same picture. Yeah. That's what I think about every single time with that game. It's just, yep, cool, more of the same. Yeah, it's like I said, it's a guaranteed influx of cash. Not not a cash grab, an influx. People are going to care about this. And also, I'm going to like break out my tinfoil hat here for a second. Um, it almost seems like the divide is on purpose. Because guess what? Like, people are talking about it. Like, n- like, no publicity is bad publicity. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, they're not happy about the leaks, but <laughs> people are still talking about it. Yeah, it's like it's stupid, but you're talking about it. Like, mm-hmm. screw that, man. Yeah. That's, that's um, <laughs> this is a it's a really hot take. Yeah. I guess before I end it, is there anything you want to talk about beyond this or? Yeah, I think I think I'm good on that. Yeah. Um. So I just want to end things with a very hot take. Um, I hope more than anything, with tons of sincerity, that the RE4 remaster and Lost Was 4 remaster fail horribly. Same. I hope they don't sell well. I hope they make just enough money to start making a new game. But I hope they don't sell enough that people they start to realize maybe I should start making original products still. If my current product, like, you know, if you don't like Resident Evil Village, fine. I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, it was fine. Um, I like Biohazard 2. It was fine. Um, you know, uh, if that's not working, you should go in a different direction. Totally. Don't just remake the same thing. And I think with Resident Evil Gen 2, like, I'm so annoyed with them for making this remaster because uh, the way Village ends it's like you know basically the main character at the end of the game has superpowers basically okay that's what it is um you could have made a sequel with that character and it could have been very like parasite eve style where it's like it's still a shooter game you're still running around shooting stuff collecting things whatever but you also have superpowers you can do cool psionic attacks or something like that like you could Mm. have done that with it that's a good direction to take the series but (laughs) nope yeah, so I, I hope this isn't the end of it. I hope that these really are just money-making schemes to just kind of get some money to maybe make the next project and they keep going. But I, I hope they're not successful enough that they're like, we should just keep doing this forever. Yeah, I honestly... Yeah, no. I'm, I'm done with... <laughs> you got my money once. Is that okay? Can that be enough? No, you want my money five times. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that anymore, man. I'm not paying for the same product. Unless, again, it's something... Like, why Resident Evil 4? I understand. It was a great Resident Evil game. Why not remake Zero? I love that game. And I thought it did get a remake or something. It might be in, like, one of the like, collections that came out. But I would love to see that game specifically get some care. And get yeah. rebuilt and sent back through. Because Zero was fun, man. It was my introduction to Resident Evil, and I loved it. And it was gory and great. I didn't actually like Resident Evil until 4 came out. Mm. I, I had played the other ones, and I was like, uh, no, because I hate tank controls. I, was I gonna fucking say. hate tank controls. But it wasn't until like, the way with that and did 4, and uh, my, my friend was just like, no, you really got to play this. Like, I really like this game. you got to play this. I was like, sure, I'll, I'll try it, sure. 
um, yeah, I really like it. So yeah, come to find out, it's great. <laughs> yeah, and I'm saying four isn't a great game. It really is, but I would like to see some of the older stuff get a little bit of love. Yeah, or you know, even better, go in a new direction. <laughs> even better, yes. Yeah. But I think that's everything from me. Everything. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's yeah. I think I've shit on Naughty Dog enough for one day. <laughs> yeah, that's what this episode really came down to was just fuck Naughty Dog, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so if you guys enjoyed this, uh, let us know. We want to hear from you. So if you're watching on YouTube, comment, tell us what you think. Are you excited for the Last of Us remake? Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why you agree with us. Tell us something we maybe missed. Um, mm -hmm. If you're on Spotify, you can follow us on Twitter. You can yell at me there. I engage with people who engage with me. Um, the uh, new graphic you're going to see in this episode is done by our friend uh, Blake, friend of the show. Uh, oh, yes. His uh, DeviantArt will be down below. It'll be the guy immortal one. Um, you can check him out. He does art occasionally. Um, I'm not sure if commissions are open. It seems to be more so if, uh, if he feels like he wants to. I'm not really sure. <laughs> he just loves us very much. Yeah, and so you know, really appreciate that. So that's amazing art was done by him. Um, like I said, you can check that down below. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything from us. So, you know, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Join the revolution. Uh, you can add our voice to ours. We want to hear from you. And, you know, never, ever stop looking for your own blue chicken. Nope, ever. <laughs> <laughs>